There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Hey everyone on Instagram, I'm just getting started here. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about some lifestyle stuff. I am Izzy Bender. I am a swingers lifestyle educator, influencer, adult lifestyle, all sorts of different things. And we just came off about our event this last weekend, and I have so many thoughts. And I'm going to be streaming live from Facebook and Instagram, so everybody's got to hang tight while this all gets launched and everything. I am from the United States. Hey, in London. Hey, everyone internationally. I'm so glad that you're joining. And if you're curious about like what our events look like, you can go on my page and you can look at the reels and just kind of see like what the setup is and everything and take it from there. Normally, these conversations are community submitted questions and then I talk about it and a whole thing. I did have that plan for today's episode and I potentially might get to that. However, I have so many thoughts that I really want to talk about. So... I'm going to get right into it. If you have any questions or anything of the sorts, you can always drop it in the comments and I'll go as fast as I can to try and read it and get back to you. Instagram goes a little bit faster, so it's a little bit more difficult. <clears throat> so let's talk about this for a second. I think that everybody at this point in time feels like, or I feel like at this point in time, the swingers lifestyle is like a glorified thing at this time. It's become so popular, you know, like all these different platforms that we're on, all of us influencers. There's just been a huge shift where you see it's a lot more prevalent and a lot more people are interested and I don't know. It just seems like the, the thing to do, right? And I think that with this thing to do now and I'm part of the issue. I'm part of the issue. And I think that this is why I feel a little bit bothered having this conversation is because I really understand and want new lifestylers to come into the community. And I want you to be able to be your best self and explore who you are and just live your best sexual self if that's what it is. But if you don't understand what that is, you're not qualified to come to the parties. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I mean it in such a way you need to be educated and you need to understand what you're getting yourself into. And you need to understand what this lifestyle is really about. And you have to understand about who you really are. And it, it's so much more than just seeing a video on social media and saying, I want to come to your event. Okay, great. Well, here are some things you can do. Now, this is going to be funny. I almost feel like I test people, but it's so important. So you reach out to me, send me a message because you've seen one of my videos. I want to come to your party. What do I need to do? I send you a message back. I highly recommend listen to my podcast. Go look at my website. 
go look at SDC. I give you all these resources. There should be no follow-up questions. <laughs> there should be, you go and you follow all those links and you start educating yourself. If the next question is, where do you host your events? I'm not answering you. Why? Because if you can't follow a simple conversation and thing that I'm asking you via messenger, you're not gonna listen to the boundaries or requests of others in the lifestyle. So for me, I am testing you. Are you going to listen? Are you following instructions? Are you gonna be able to handle this? There's so many different things that go on. And that's not true. <laughs> and don't say something like that. Absolutely not true. People are, <sighs> people are so insane. So I feel a little bit flustered having this conversation for things like this, right? Because you come on here and you wanna have these conversations and you wanna educate people and you wanna make them feel warm and welcomed, but then, you know, you have those that don't really wanna follow and have an engaging conversation. And so that's bothersome. So then what happens? Here we are on social media, we're promoting our events and everybody and every host hosts differently, right? And so my men parties, our, our events have been a revelation or revolution. What is the word when it just like, it keeps growing and changing and shifting. And there's reasons why that's happened. During COVID, a lot changed and that changed the swinging environment altogether, in my opinion, because people became a little bit more used to more personalized interactions and learning how to throw their own events and different things. I'm going to pause for a second and I want to share something because I'm sweating my ass off in here. So I can't turn my computer and everything. I'm in my little house. So I podcast from my little house. And the last week I was podcasting in here and it was fucking freezing. So I had to I had to go get my blanket. I had to go get more clothes. For whatever the reason, I didn't put the heat on like high enough. So before I left the house today, I put the freaking heater on and it is bulls hot in here. So if you see me melting away on the screen trying to get a grip, this is what's going on. So I just want to rope you into this for a second because it's fucking unbelievably warm. Now that I've expressed that, because it is ridiculous, I want to get back into my thoughts here. So for us with my minor parties, our community changed and shifted because when COVID happened and the Mizzy Bender show came about and we did the morning show and uh, I should open up the door. Give me two seconds. I'm going to be right back. Okay. Good idea. Kev. Thank you so much for that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. So anyways, so during COVID, there was a huge shift that happened because the morning show went on and then the podcast happened. So my men parties became more of a public thing instead of just our private little entity that we had going on on Facebook. Because then, you know, we started to become more engaged on Instagram. There was just like a huge shift. Oh, evolution. <laughs> Duh. That's what the word is. So there was just this huge shift that happened that you know, made a huge turning point for us. And so because of that, things have been like really changing. So we're even more public than, you know, many people would maybe like, or they don't like, I don't really know. Because when people think about swingers, they think a little bit more personal, more intimate, more confidential, you know, more private, but we're not. 
we're big, we're bold, we're out there, you know, we're, we're doing our thing, and we're bringing people in from all over the place, which is very fucking cool, and I'm very happy about that. But, this past weekend was our event, and I'm not gonna lie, I had a massive amount of anxiety going into it, because... Our Instagram accounts have gone viral, which is pretty fucking funny, if you ask me, because, you know, just like two months ago, I couldn't even get Instagram to show my stuff to anybody, and now here here we are, complete opposite end of things, which is phenomenal. I am not complaining about that. I absolutely love it because, you know, that just brings success, and that's exactly what it is that we're looking for. But then it brings newcomers that are not educated, and then you come to the event, and it becomes really difficult for us as hosts to figure out what to do. Because here you have somebody that's new, that's really looking to explore, who wants to be part of the lifestyle, who, you know, is out to just like figure out who they are. We've never met them before. Now it's really hard for us to vet individuals. We do it at the front door. When we get there, we look at your appearance. We ask you some questions if we think that things look a little bit off. We do our due diligence when you walk up to the door. And then, if we see somebody that's definitely very new, we'll show them around or we'll introduce them to one person or we'll keep our eye on you so we know what's going on, where you are, who you're interacting with, all these different things. So we have our own way of keeping tabs on what we need to throughout the night. So this past weekend, we had new people come. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. What I don't appreciate is your disrespect and your ridiculousness. And it's not even, you know, I don't know. Maybe I can say it's not so disrespectful, but it is. There's a tale of two single men, I'm going to tell you. So this night, beautiful, beautiful human standing off to the side at our event. He's just chilling, drinking his beer. He's doing his thing, just watching. I passed by and however our conversation started, I, I did recognize him from social media because he had messaged me telling me that it was going to be his first event. He couldn't wait to come. So I was aware of who this individual was. I have a pretty good memory. And if you reached out to me through social media, commented on my post, something of the sort, if I see you at one of our events, chances are I'm going to know that I interacted with you. That might sound crazy, but it's very true. I'll probably ask you a few questions, like what does your profile picture look like or something like that, but in any event, whatever. So he and I are chatting and he's sitting there and he's telling me how, you know, he's explored different avenues and, you know, he was really excited to be at our event, but it was really hard for him to integrate. He couldn't figure out how to break the barriers. And as a single guy, how do you do that? because we have this reputation. Well, oh my God, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I'm really happy that you shared that with me because you know what? Let me sit here and chat with you for a second. Let's figure it out, you know, whatever. So we did. He and I started dancing. We started doing whatever. And I said, okay, now this is your thing. You've kind of started to do, you know, your little branch out. And now this is how you start to mingle out. This is how you, now you start to branch in this way. But it was a really great point for me because I thought that it was really sweet and really lovely for him to, to say that he was struggling with the integration. He didn't know what to do. And so, you know, he wasn't overbearing. He wasn't aggressive. 
He wasn't anything of the sorts. He was so gentle, so kind, and you can genuinely tell that he wanted to learn and figure out the proper way to interact. And just, he really, really just wanted to be part of something. And it was so beautiful to see. Now, and this was right when my night started. So I was like, oh, okay. Maybe my anxiety is not going to be too bad. I just got through an anxiety attack. Maybe it's not going to be, you know, anything that I thought. And we're going to be in good shape. And then James came. So James, if you're watching this, you know I'm talking to you, man. James is just doing his thing. And he was kind and he was lovely, but he was aggressive in his own way. And these are some examples of what you do not do. So some friends and friends of mine were just like dancing and my Chica friend had some really cool pasties on, which happened to match her panties. They're like the uh, sequins thing that when you move the, the coloring like up and down, it changes the, I mean, when you move the sequins up and down, it changes the coloring. So, I don't know. They were, like, playing with the fucking pasties and whatnot. James comes over and asks if he can... Hi, everyone. He asks if he can touch the pasty like everybody else is doing. So, he was granted permission to come and touch the pasty. But instead of touching the pasty, James went over and he cupped her boobies. James, that was not the permission that was granted to you. So, it is not what you do. Strike one, James. Sorry. That's, that's unacceptable. All right. Maybe you didn't know. Fine. Whatever. Touch the pasties. All good. Everybody goes on and they start dancing. You know, they were all dancing. And then for some odd reason, James thought it was okay for him to put his hands down her pants. At what point in time, James, was there an invitation for you to touch her private parts? There was not. Just because you are at a swingers event possibly with somebody that might be naked, half naked, costumed, full attire, it does not matter. You do not touch anybody without asking. And that means you ask every specific question. Am I allowed to hug you? Am I allowed to touch your face? Am I allowed to touch your butt? Can I smack your butt? Can I kiss your cheek? Can I kiss your mouth? Like I mean every fucking move. You ask. You've never met this person before. We're not like pieces of meat that you just get to like have your hands all over us and do whatever you want. That is what the poor understanding of swingers is. We actually have a lot of respect for ourselves and a lot of boundaries and there are a lot of rules that need to be followed. And you don't touch anybody in the supermarket without asking them, right? So you don't fucking touch somebody at the event without asking them either. So James, don't do that. <laughs> Second thing James did. Some girls were in the back room. Now in our events, we have some different spaces set up. We have our dungeon. We have one, two, three private play spaces. And we have an open play space. And the open play space has like two or three beds. Uh, two beds usually. And then a couch. And then there's a sitting chair. So there's like different opportunities and, and different ways to, you know, kind of intermingle or whatever. So it's, it's a great setup, if you ask me. Unfortunately, and I'm not very pleased about it, but one of somebody that we know had gotten sick. And so she went to go lay down in one of the playrooms, which is honestly a really unacceptable thing to do. So with that notation, she wasn't in the playroom. And... 
one of my one of our other friends was there tending to her, trying to you know just just staying with her for a moment until she got her wits about her. So I don't know what James was doing or how it even came about, but James ended up in the room with them. Now the door was closed, mind you, the door was closed. So if the door is closed, you have no business even being by the door. And this equals also if there's a rope up on a door because all the clubs do it differently. So, you know, hang the rope, you can't cross the rope. If the door is closed, you can't open the door. There's just regular club etiquette. Somehow James ended up in the room. James, how the fuck did you get in the room with these two girls? Now, they're my girls and no offense to anybody. And if you're, this is not offensive, but I want you to also know it too. We are the hosts of the party, Spencer and I, which means we will go in any space that we want to at any point in time if we need to. We're not just barging into people's play spaces because, you know, we feel like it's the right thing to do. But if there is some there's if there is some business need for us to go into that space, we are going into that space. So that is like my little caveat. Now. The girls are in, in the room, so I go back in there because I want to check on them. When I go in there, James is in the room. And so, like, I'm trying to watch what's going on here, and I paused, and I said, James, how did you get in this room? Was the door closed? Like, I was trying to understand how and why he was in that room because it was really inappropriate. I could tell from the outside that it was inappropriate. So... James got the gist that it was inappropriate and he, he walked out and I did talk to my girlfriend in the room at the time, but it wasn't the time or place to have a very serious conversation. The next morning at breakfast, I asked her, I need you to tell me specifically how it happened that James was in that room. Well, it turns out that James was peeking through the blinds and opened the door and asked if he could come in. With the girls not really knowing how to handle it and thought that he was being kind, let him in the room. As my girlfriend is trying to tend my other girlfriend, he's trying to ask my friend to fuck. At what point in time, James, do you think this is the right time to ask something of this nature? It's not. It's inappropriate for you to be in the room. You broke the rule about opening up a door that you didn't belong in. You're you're almost like, you know, abrasively coming into a room with two girls that are super vulnerable, which is highly inappropriate. And not getting the point when they were trying, when the one was trying to nicely express to you that they weren't interested. So all of these reasons are the reasons why Single gentlemen have a really bad name because although women are aggressive in their touching and maybe, you know, like they're a little bit more affectionate and I'm not giving it the okay, they don't do things like this. That is one thing I can say positively because I do try and defend the single gentleman at all times. And I'm not saying that all single men are like this. I am just coming out of this weekend sharing what my points of view are because I had so much anxiety about the Instagram going viral. Our signups on our website for this past event were unbelievably ridiculous. And so it was very difficult to get an accurate read as to those that just RSVP'd because they saw, 
you know, a video on social media or they were really interested in coming to the events because in this day and age, it's really difficult to decipher between those that are, you know, kind of just like interested in it, but like interested in are really going to come to the events. You know, there's this huge shift going on that we were talking about, you know, initially, but there's so many reasons why the shift is happening. You know, you have new generations, new thought processes, and all these different things happening all at one time that you just see the culture changing. And so with the culture changing and social media being so in our faces with everything and and us as promoters and influencers out here doing this, which is not, is helpful, but not helpful. It's hard to say no at the door if you don't really know, you know, and it's like, you watch people like James because he's new and we knew he was new. And so you keep an eye out on him, right? And so this is how us, with all these different things going on and changing around us, keep an eye on our community and making sure things are running smooth and all these other things. And I really wanted to share it with you because I think it's important. It's so important to be honest and straightforward and share what it's really like. This is not just like all fluffing games, right? This is, these are people's lives. It's the safety of people's lives. It's our emotions. It's, it's our well-beings from a mental state. It's, there's a lot of different things. And I don't think that when you see a video on social media and you automatically comment on it that, you know, you want to do this, that you understand what you're doing. And so when you message me and I send you back all those things, like I said earlier, and you're not following those directives, you're the James. And so that will always be forever my note, my name for you now, because you know, we got to follow rules and we have to understand the etiquette and we have to understand boundaries. And truthfully, the only way that that happens is by being educated and really doing the due diligence and the homework on what it means to be in a swingers adult alternative lifestyle, whatever that may mean to you in that bucket, because it is all very different to all and every one of us. The point of it is, is understanding why you're there. If you have a partner, if and why you and your partner are there together, are you on the same page? Are you guys not on the same page? You know, there's so many different things. So when I encourage watching and observing for at least six months before actively participating, I really mean it. Because listening to conversations like this will share and have an understanding and help you, guide you throughout the nights when you see something and a red flag. You know, when I was talking to my girlfriend, asking her to share with me how all this happened with James coming into the room, I said to her, I said at all times, as a single female, you have to always, 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 always keep the upper hand. And you can't let anybody manipulate or maneuver around you, which almost means you have to have a really tight boundary around you until you kind of understand who that person is. And that's a really tough thing to try and figure out because you're in the lifestyle for a specific reason, right? You're in the lifestyle because you want some extracurricular activities going on in your world. And, you know, there are things that we're looking for and that's okay. 
but you still have to be educated first. And before, you know, it's like you're going out to buy a car. You're not just going out on the lot and buying the first car you see. You're going to do your home. You know, you're, you're pulling your car facts and you're doing all sorts of shit. It's the same exact thing in this. You know, if you're going to start going hardcore in the gym, you're going to be doing your homework on what your reps and how much and how often and what your food program is supposed to be to go in, in with all of that. It's the same exact thing. This is a lifestyle. This is not a hobby. And even though it might be a hobby for the weekends, it is still a lifestyle. And it's really important, you know, to be educated on it. And so I just really wanted to share all these things and under make you understand that, you know, it's not really easy on the hosts and it is really difficult on us at times. And all of our business models as, as hosts are very different. And so you'll see everybody's events and parties operate in so many different fashions. And I just really like to be straightforward and share with everybody what my opinion is and how I feel about it, because that's what the foundation of the, what the lifestyle is, clear, transparent communication. And that is what you'll always get from me. So now that I um, expressed all of that, the topic that I actually had in place for today is about a single guy. And I'm going to bring up the everything. So some comments here. Appreciate you sharing all of that. Thank you. Means and helps a lot. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen and be part of this and comment. It really makes me happy when I see that because then that means that you're really, you know, interested in wanting to learn and really part of what should be and not just like what a fad or um, you know, I don't know, something fun. I, I don't even know what the right thing is I'm trying to say. So Frankie's saying, so basically, don't be a James single, guys. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That is just the bottom line. Oops, sorry, guys. Okay. Shit, there's so many comments here. Uh, you're exactly right. I go to other swinger clubs. A man has to ask if she tells you. A man has to ask if she tells you no. It's no. Move on. Maybe you might find what you want, but if it's not then, then just have fun. Yeah, 100%. So for those that are just signing on to Instagram, um, I'm not able to put descriptions or comment on my posts because I'm in some sort of Instagram jail and I don't even know for how long for. I feel like indefinitely. Um, so I am a swingers lifestyle educator influencer, advocate of so many different kinds. I kind of like to keep it more in the adult bracket because I don't necessarily um, classify as a swinger myself. I'm just like an open sexual human being with my partner. And we kind of like have more like friends with benefits type of relationships. Not that we don't do, you know, if opportunity is the right thing for some sort of like swap on the on the fly. But probably the slim chances of that happening are slim to none. I tried it once and it wasn't the best experience. So for me, I kind of like to know my peeps a little bit more. So for those of you questioning on, on what's happening here, that's what this is. You can ask me any questions that you want about the swingers lifestyle or alternative lifestyle. I could give you the answer or try and direct you to the right place. Um, so Matthew is saying that I am polyam. You know, it's so interesting to say that because I, I feel like, you know, Spencer and I have never had these conversations, but clearly Spencer is that in some sort of way because he had a wife and a girlfriend that all lived together. So he clearly 
has that kind of mentality. And I mean, I've never really truly spoken about it, but I think that like from a long-term standpoint, I think that you're probably right. I would never be able to have a live-in girlfriend or other partner of sorts. I definitely would need to have that partner live outside the house um, just to keep our foundation of like what I think it should be. Um, Hold on one second. Yeah, so I wouldn't have them live with us, but I could totally get behind, you know. And of course, you know, some of our history. So I guess it totally makes sense in that way, which is one of the reasons why I don't like labels, because it's very conflicting for anybody to put themselves in a bucket. I think that we should just be able to follow our flow of whatever that particular individual brings to us, because I do think that every human being being brings a different kind of quality to us or brings something to us that completes us in a different way. You know, Spencer is a man. He can't bring all the female emotions and sensitivities that a female can bring. So in that regard, they're just like so very different for me. I don't know. So next comment here is polyam and swinging isn't far from each other. But knowing you all, you guys are polyam. Maybe not kitchen table like you're talking about, but still. Yeah, there are some sort of variation of it. So, you know. It's interesting. And this is one of the reasons why I love these conversations so much because it brings out so much outside thoughts and understanding and acceptance because like to be able to poly light. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh my God. You know, I don't know why these devices have to keep like trying to do updates. My phone just recently did an update and it's now so weirdly bubbly and stuff. Not that that's a bad thing, but okay. Trying to get to this guy's question because it fits in with the perfect, the perfect segue to this single gentleman conversation. We are almost there. So this guy writes into me and he says, last year as a single male, I joined a married couple seeking an MFM. MFM is male, female, male. It's very important on where the lettering is because that means who is actually having intercourse of sorts. So if it was MMF, that would mean it would be the two guys and one of the girls with just one of the guys. If it was FFM, it'd be two girls just with one guy. So there's all sorts of different variations and all things you need to be aware of. So he says, last year, I joined a married couple seeking an MFM. I visited their home. We chatted and had a drink. The lady appeared nervous. Husband's idea, obviously. He kept saying, let's play after another half an hour. I was keen to play, but after three hours is when we started. The lady was still nervous and hence very tight. I was not forceful and achieved only partial penetration myself. It was fun, but I felt for the lady. What else could I have done to help her relax in such a situation? Okay, in this particular situation as a single gentleman, you should have said, thank you so much for inviting me into this, but it just doesn't really feel like that this should be happening right now. We can hang out and get to know each other and just chill until she feels comfortable. You always have to go the pace of the slowest person in the room. So if she's not ready, then nobody is ready. And if you can sense that she's not ready, then you shouldn't make a move. And I think that a lot of times, and this is where I think that the men and the female differ also, and no offense guys, but you guys do 
think with the Pepe much more than the women leads with their sexual emotions. It's very rare that the female will take the sexual route over an emotional route. The men are more inclined to do such. And so you have to be in much more control, understanding the fact that, yes, I know that it feels so great to get off, but if the moment's not right, then it's just not your time and you're just going to have to go home and take care of it yourself, buddy. And that's what should have happened in this particular situation, of which the husband should have never encouraged this at all. And if after three hours, there's still no play happening and it can, it feels like it's uncomfortable, then don't proceed. There are a few things, though, that I will make notation of that could potentially change that thought. If they're new, maybe they don't know how to break the ice. If you don't know how to break the ice and after a bunch of time goes past, then that does become awkward because then it's like, how do you get past that hump and how do you get past the hurdle and who makes the first move? So there is a potential that there's just that, like, we don't know how to get things started. And if there is the, we don't know how to get things started, have icebreakers of sorts, you know, strip Jenga or, um, who the fuck knows? You can make up any kind of card game. Honestly, you could do anything. I sell, <laughs> I actually sell games. Duh. <laughs> Hat Mizzy's Boutique. They are specifically meant to ice break. It's so funny. Um, and they're like directives. It's a game and, you know, you pull your card and you figure out exactly, you know, what to do. And it's great. So there's that. Um, but yeah, if, if there's a bunch of time that's going by and it just doesn't seem like it's flowing and it feels right, then it's probably wrong. I always go by what Spencer told me. And Spencer always told me that when the stars and moon align, I will know that I want to play with somebody. And I don't make a move unless I feel those warm and tinglys. And if that means that play is a less, a lot less frequent for me, then that's fine. Because I'd rather have those explosive moments that I know why I'm in this lifestyle for than not. You know, everybody has their reasonings and everybody has their enjoyment on what they think a good sexual experience is. We all have very different kinks. We all have very different desires wants, needs, and execution methods. And for that, you know, you have to be, you know, willing to find those that are going to give that to you and execute against that, whether that's what you and your partner want together, whether it's just a night to, you know, fulfill one of your needs or dreams or bucket list items, however it may be. I don't know, but there's a lot out there. And so for that, if the stars and moon don't align, it's not for me because I just want it to be the best. And every single time we've had a really good experience, I'm not going to lie. Every single time Spencer and I have played, it has always been remarkable, except the first time and the only time I ever banged anybody, the first time I ever met them at a club. And it was horrible. It was horrible because the guy couldn't keep it going, which is a very common thing. And I'm not saying anything against that. But it's common because I think that everybody has stage fright and everybody's uncomfortable, right? They're in these things making moves that who the fuck knows if they really want to be there or if they're just forcing themselves into it. So for me, that's why like if the stars and moon align, then it's explosive and everybody's meant to be doing what they're supposed to be doing because... 
that's just how it's supposed to be. Not sitting there trying to like force yourself into, you know, this sexy foursome because that's what you're supposed to be doing at that moment in time. So in any event, I'm like way off track here, but the principle and the point of the matter is um, if it doesn't seem like the room is feeling warm and fuzzy, just put a pause on it. And at that moment in time, the right thing to do would be to sit back, get an understanding for each other, figure out what are some rules? What are some things that make you feel uncomfortable? What's making you hesitate at this time? Is there something that I can do? Can I answer a question for you? You know, do you need to know more about me to be able to make this happen? You know, you tell me whatever your comfort level is. And if that works for me, then we can keep working at it. If I, if you're asking too much of me and, you know, that's not going to work for me, well, then I respectfully decline and that's okay. But I'm glad that we tried this. But at least we all know, right? So, there's a way to be able to keep the night going without completely kiboshing it, but you have to be able to read the room and respect what's going on. And I think that um, many people had really great suggestions also. So instead of, if you are having a play date for the first time, maybe instead of meeting at the house, meet somewhere else first, grab a drink, grab some dinner, go somewhere casual where you can get an understanding of the personality and like who they are and like what it is that you're getting into and all these different things. Because if the night goes on and something's not jiving for you, then you have an out of like, you know what, dinner was really great. This just this doesn't feel like it's meshing well for me to take it to the next step. But you know what? Thank you. It was a really lovely evening. So at least there gives you that out on not committing the entire night. And you can even preface that beforehand of saying, you know what? I would really love to go out to dinner with you first, get in, get to know you and see if the chemistry is there for us to take it to the next step. So at least you're making your intentions very clear and nobody is going into the night with expectations of any sorts, which really lightens things up some. So that takes off some of the pressure. So that was a really great suggestion. Um, and, and this is really important for the partner or anybody, really. Somebody here had mentioned that if it doesn't sound like an enthusiastically consented to all activities, yes, then it is a solid no. And that should go for every single situation every single situation, if there's a hesitation of any sorts within any one of the partners, it is an automatic no, because then there means that there's there's something off and they're just going to be going along with it because they want to make you happy, taking one for the team, who knows what's going to go on, but not good. So if it's not yes, 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 it is a no. So very important. Um, this was a really great, also, a really great um, comment. This is, I was incredibly nervous, my first MFM. Our gentleman was kind and guided me appropriately, listened to my body, and was aware of his surroundings. I appreciated that. Play is coordinated through my husband's, but we discuss and plan things together. I'd want to chat with him, etc. If it isn't a hell yes for me, it's no thanks. Sounds like she wasn't really ready. If she was pushing it off, from, and it sounds like she was pushing it off from my perspective. I agree. And I think that the husband should have known his wife better and should have never put her in this situation where she needed to feel like she needed to make a decision. You know, like clearly 
if there was like partial penetration going on, that would make me believe that she was very, you know, like he said, tight and very tense. And that feels very um, forceful, you know, in my opinion. And so I can't even imagine what her emotions were the next day and like where her and her husband were at. Because if that were me, I would feel incredibly uncomfortable with my husband because he wasn't really reading what was going on or supporting me the way that he should have supported me. You know, at the end of the day, no matter what, if you're there with your partner, you support your partner. Whether it is your like or not, you support your partner. Whether you're having fun and you're going to be completely pissed and upset because you have to stop doing whatever you're doing to comfort and support your partner, well, guess what? That's what you do because the lifestyle is an extra benefit to you and your partner has given you permission to bang somebody else. So if you can't respect your partner that has granted you this beautiful gift, well, then you don't deserve to be here. And these are the red flag situations that happen a lot between the men and the women and the women feeling like they need to just go along with what their husbands want because it's going to make them happy. And, you know, that's where the female empowerment and us ladies needing to find our voice and standing behind each other and having these conversations and, and standing strong in our words and not allowing anybody to make us feel bad for our emotions or anything of the sorts, because everything matters specifically and especially within the lifestyle because this is a very 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 shaky ground that we're all walking on and if you can't keep your solid foundation together then you're never going to be able to make it in life in general and the lifestyle is certainly going to break up your marriage so we don't want that, which is one of the reasons why the lifestyle has such a terrible reputation because it breaks up marriages. Well, it only breaks up marriages because people can't keep their shit in order and they get greedy or however you want to say it. But I would almost imagine that greedy is the right word. And at some point in time, you've lost respect for your partner and the value of your own personal life and found something, a need to be more important than what's really important. Okay, so red flag. She seems to have not been ready at all. Three hours is a long time and pushy husband. I feel you should have said no thanks and left till she was the person who suggested it's time to play. So I think that we get the gist here. With all of this that I was going through and all the anxiety that I was having from, you know, the social media to the events to all of this and being able to express it, I feel so much better. I feel much better that I opened up the door and got some fresh air because I'm not fucking sweating my balls off anymore, which is phenomenal. So thank you, Kevin, for that suggestion. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess these are my thoughts for the day. So what does Frankie say over here? Hubby was pimping his wife out to check on a box, his buck to check on a box in his bucket list. It's very possible. Um, you know, we see that time and time again where the guys are definitely really pushy into wanting this particular lifestyle. And again, that comes from a very uneducated standpoint. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't want to just bang everybody and anybody? But guess what? You chose to get married. So those opportunities, you know, long left you. If that's still what you want in life, that's totally okay. 
you could talk to your, you know, partner about it and have her respectfully come into this and, you know, create rules and boundaries and, and, and wonderful requirements of each other that will keep this healthy and safe and fun and exhilarating all at the same time. But if that's not what she wants, then you have to make the choice to walk away, right? And I know that that sounds hardcore, but he also has the right to live the life that he wants. And if he thoroughly feels like, and it could be a she, I'm just saying in this particular, you know, if he really particularly needs this in his life, well, then that's the decision that he needs to make. You know what? I loved my wife. I thought this is what I wanted. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't feel fulfilled and satisfied in my life. And because of that, I'm making the choice to put myself first and executing against this. That's okay, too. But, you know, it comes down to really being true and honest with yourself and your partner and really working on things together. So, I don't know. If anybody has anything to say, now's your time. If not, I'm probably going to uh, sign off in a second or two. I'm really happy that I did express all this because I was having some like major anxiety. I was having anxiety about like talking about it and like sharing my thoughts because I didn't want to sound like a jerk. But at the same time, I feel really strong in my point of view and I feel like I'm going to go much harder uh, in, in trying to put the etiquette out there of the clubs and swinging and all that jazz. That's probably like what my next steps are going to be. All right, you guys. So thank you so much for joining the live today. If you would like to hear more, go follow the Mizzy Bender show. It's my podcast. You can find it on any network. I'm sure um, you could go to my website and it connects you right into it. Mizzybender.com. We do also have the entire event listing up for Mind Bender Parties up at mymenterparties.com. If you are a single gentleman and you would like to come to our event, you must email us at mindbenderparties at outlook.com for us to semi have an understanding of who you are, where you came from, what you saw, and what got you interested into this. So um, that's what we're bringing into 2024. So stay tuned. And I know that a lot of you are messaging me on Instagram, but uh, I there's too many messages and my auto... My auto replies keep going off and they're not even auto replies that I set up. They're like remembered things that Instagram does that kind of find it to be funny, um, which is great information. It's sharing the right thing, but I can't tell if I've answered you or not. So emailing me at mizzybender at outlook.com is your best means of communication to me. I will get back to you ASAP there. Okay. Until next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon. 